0: Let's get started. This is Fundraising Radio, episode number 20. And today, as a guest speaker, we have Anatoly Corp, the founder of Fuel Time. This is a company that delivers fuel to your car fleets and reduces your costs of fueling your cars. So, uh, Anatoly, yeah, uh, right. let's get started by you giving us some background on yourself and on Fuel Time.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Anatoly. I'm from Russia, and uh, moved to the U.S. in 2018 as a student, actually. I've, I had a student program, and then I changed it to visa, and then I changed it again, and at the end of the day, so I I got all one it's for extraordinary people. And, uh, yeah. So I started this company in 2018, but incorporated in December 2018. Started in uh, US already and not in Russia because when I was in Russia I thought about new ideas so I I, I thought about a new startup and I'm like I need to start something new and I read an article six months before I came to the US so I read an article that somebody delivered gas to somebody by hand so they would they would took uh, like three two gallon three or three gallon two or three gallons and refuel your car for for like five dollars, I think. So I thought, why do you need to deliver three gallons if you can deliver much more? So I started to research, and then I moved to yes, and then, so I didn't have a chance so, to give up this company because I work in, uh, in a hotel and in a restaurant, so like part-time, I tried to grow a company, and then I moved to California, and then uh participate in founder institute in San Francisco. Then from San Francisco I moved to Silicon Valley and then we raised forty thousand dollars and then we moved to New York to Accelerator. Yeah
0: nice that sounds like
1: a standard like American
0: dream right here. Moving to the US, achieving your dream, working on two jobs, epic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I was actually wondering how did you accomplish this transition of moving yourself from Russia to America? So you said that you were working part-time in a hotel, uh, but you arrived here on a student visa, I assume. So how did you get working permit?
1: So I moved to to the US as a student. I had a student program and I worked part-time, but like most of my time, I just... I usually work a lot. I work like 12 or 14 hours a day. Like sometimes when I need more, I work more. So I like hard working. So I think I work more than everybody. <laughs> so it's it's usually for me. When I was in Russia, I thought, okay, if I want to grow a business, if I want to have a big business, I need to be in the country that can give me... Uh, connections and uh, something that I can grow much faster than in Russia so in US it was number one and I decided okay let's create something in US so I decided to move to US yeah
0: nice nice that's
1: that's a good decision I would say
0: um, so as a Russian I mean you can under- actually
1: you can actually incorporate yeah. a company outside of the US but you can't run as a CEO right you can be a founder. Yeah.
0: Can you go a little bit in detail on this topic? Because I'm not really familiar with the legal side of this question. So uh, you All said right. that you can- All right, if you're in Russia,
1: I, I don't know how it works right now because I, I'm not going to incorporate a new company outside of the U.S. But let's say like in 2018, if you want to open a company, you can use like uh, Gast or clerky. And you can incorporate the company for $700 outside of the U.S. So you don't need to be in the U.S. physically. But if you want to open a bank account, then you need to be physically there. But I know like three or two two years before 2018, like 2016, you could open a bank account actually. So yeah, you can have a company in the U.S., but you can't run uh, as a CEO because the CEO... uh, it is a position in the company but a founder it's like not a position it just like you just incorporate a company yeah. got
0: it got it right yeah that makes sense but speaking of opening a bank account there is a yeah. great bank in uh, based in silicon valley which is yeah i wrote actually bank. an article like in
1: 2019 uh, how to incorporate a company
0: right in... right the, the thing is that uh i believe you can open a bank account in the U.S. as a non-U.S. citizen or not even living in no, the no. U.S.? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can, you can open,
1: but if you are outside of the U.S., you can't.
0: That's a question that we should both look into because I'm pretty sure you can, but we'll, we'll get back to this later. Okay. So, um, you moved to the U.S. basically not having any connections whatsoever and you just started yeah. off the ground, right? Exactly. Uh, what do you think helped you the most to achieve this $170,000 in uh, in fundraising? How did you get there?
1: Uh, I moved to California, and uh, I needed to get connections. So I think it's so important to have connections, because if you have difficult situation in your life, other people can help you, or you can help to somebody if he or she has this difficult situation. So I moved to California, and I meet each event where I could be. And one time I pitched at the event, and it was actually a Founder Institute event. And after a day I got an email, so they invited me to Accelerator, but I didn't have money actually, it was $2,000 <laughs> to participate. <laughs> so I borrowed some money, and I had like, I think $500, I asked about discount, so I paid $1,500, and I participated in the Founder Institute. But in Founder Institute they didn't allow me to raise investment because they I mean their idea to grow you as a person who can create any company, they they don't allow you to raise investment while you are on the program. So it was super difficult for me because I didn't have money, I just <laughs> worked part part time <laughs> and tried to earn money as I could earn and then I found I needed to find a co-founder to raise investment, so I thought it would be easier for me to raise investment. So I found a co-founder. I didn't really ask him a lot of questions, but he was he's, he spoke Russian and he speaks Russian right now too. But actually we worked together a few months and then his friend who was in English school with him together a few years before uh, we met with him, he ha- he had a gas station. And his family had gas station, and he thought like, okay, you need to get to know with this person. And so we got to know with this person, and this person actually tried to start the same company a few months ago. But because of he had gas he had gas stations, he didn't start this company. And so he he doesn't know actually technology like programming languages and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met with him, and I and I said okay, so we we have MVP, we have developers in Russia, and uh, we have two people right here. So we need investment right now to move forward. So we interested to invest. He said, yes, I'm interested because I know this market. I know your competitors. And I actually tried to start this company, but it didn't start. So yeah, I would like to invest. But we thought he will just invest some amount of money. And we asked him like $100,000. like than (laughs) $80,000 but at the end of the day we understood that he wanted to become a co-founder and we're like oh you want to become a co-founder so it's already different (laughs) conversation Uh, and yeah he became a co-founder but I I had a situation with my another co-founder like first co-founder he actually uh, needed more money than I expected and so I couldn't pay amount of money to him because he asked a lot, because he needed to pay to another person he borrowed from. Okay. And he worked in a Google. So he asked me amount of money. I said, I can't pay this amount of money or you will move with us or you wanna stay in a Google. So he he decided, let's say, stay in a Google. And so we, we had two people. We had two people and then, I actually had like plan A plan B. My plan A was a right investment and play, plan B was go to accelerator. So I got forty thousand dollars from my co-founder right now, his name is Tahir. And we actually got accepted to accelerator. <laughs> <laughs> so and we got forty thousand dollars and then we got one hundred fifty thousand dollars from accelerator. So yeah. How
0: much do you get I, from I, the accelerator?
1: Uh one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. I can't I can't say it was hard and it was difficult to raise investment from accelerator because it's just a form on their website you can just apply and you can get to the program yeah but we actually said because we have competitor in california we sought to start this company on east coast and we and we moved there and we understood that it doesn't work there because of gas much cheap much cheaper than in california and we also have connection in oil and gas industry in California, and his, my co-founder family has gas stations, and we thought we, we could take gas from their gas stations when we just started. So we 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 started from California, and now we deliver gas in Silicon Valley. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you said that raising from uh, accelerator was pretty easy. Uh Could yeah. you go a little bit in depth into this process? So you've applied to this. Uh, yeah, you go on to their website, website. you what they next? ask you
1: some questions. Mm-hmm. Actually there is a website called uh it's f6s.com. You can go to f6s.com and you can find any accelerator in the world and you can apply from this platform. So I found this platform and then I applied, and then we had a call, and then we had a call with another person, and then we got emails that we accepted. Yeah. That's
0: that's nice. That's, that's nice. the spree,
1: that's it, yeah. <laughs> and then we moved to New York. We got an Sounds... office and I work in office a lot more than anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds nearly too simple for fundraising. Usually all my guests are like, hey, I've pitched and pitched and paged for like hundreds of investors. And then yeah, only then I, only think then it I be, raised.
1: It be maybe, maybe hard for me, maybe not. I mean, we are looking for new investment round right now and we have some, uh, we see who is interested to invest, like one of them plug and play, let's say, we pitched plug and play two times already and they interest to invest, but we need to find a lead investor and uh, right. I, I, it's more than two million dollars and we like, if uh, plug and play is interested and we can find maybe somebody else, I'm not sure if it would be difficult to find somebody else, but we will try to find it. Yeah, finding a lead this, investor is definitely always hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one hundred seventy thousand dollars was, I don't think it was difficult because I found a person who already know everything about this industry, and he was ready to put his money to a new company. And, he, and here I am, and he just put his money to this company and starts to work with us.
0: Yeah, got it. So uh,
1: actually, so I think I was... it is the best to find somebody who already know everything about your business. Right. Because if he or she knows everything, it will be pretty easy to get investment. Right. So, uh, at which stage did you raise
0: this forty thousand dollars? So you said you've already had MVP at that point, right?
1: Yeah, uh, y- y- we actually didn't have MVP. We didn't have on the market, but mm-hmm. we had like a mockup, and we ha- we had workable mockup, so you could try you could use your like laptop and you can try to use it but you can download to your smartphone got yeah.
0: it but so we uh, actually
1: had developers already and before mm-hmm. these developers that we had i had another developer who <laughs> who stole my code and then he tried <laughs> to start this company in ukraine oh, <laughs> and then he actually offered me to buy his code and they said, "No, I don't want to buy this code." And we hired new developers and started developing from zero.
0: <laughs> that reminds me too much of Silicon Valley show where like this Chinese guy left to China oh, yeah, stealing yeah. their code. <laughs> oh my god! I keep seeing the examples of Silicon Valley in real life. It's it's just hilarious. All right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's get serious here. So
1: everybody works there.
0: Let's get serious here. So when do you decide that it's time to go to an accelerator or? Did you already have something to give to Accelerator, or was it just basically an idea and a workable mockup, as you said?
1: Um, when we applied to Accelerator, we had a little bit more than workable mockup, but we didn't have MVP. But when we moved to Accelerator, we already have MVP, yeah.
0: Got it. Because yeah. it was
1: re- requirements from Accelerator. So if you will not have like, MVP, they will not accept you to the program.
0: Yeah, I understood. So I really like the idea. I love the design of your website. But the thing that really raised the question for me was your statements that you've put on your website actually, two statements. So, one was that mm-hmm. your prices, the prices of your gas, are even cheaper than the gas stations. And
1: that yeah, you we do deliver, not yes. charge any delivery fees. So, how, how do you make money? Yeah, we deliver cheaper gas than local three gas stations around a user. So we actually deliver guests to B2C and B2B, so B2C customers, is people who work in companies. But we don't deliver to employees, Facebook employees, or Google, or Cisco, but our competitor does right now. Uh, and our competitor actually writes $86 million, and they deliver in six cities only. Nice. Uh, we, and we also deliver to B2B. R- like right now, at this stage, we focus on B2B because we need to earn some money to 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 have traction and then raise investment and then we will focus on B two C part as well. We focused when we started on B two C part, but then but then we understood that it's pretty easy for us to get money from B two B customers because if you come to the company and they have leads, actually like if you can pay twenty dollars per one per one driver, and this driver will spend fifteen minutes go to the gas station, and then. For 15 minutes, you pay $5, right? So if you have 100 employees, you have to $500. Just let your employees refuel your vehicles. Right. And it's one time, but you refuel like 2.5 times maybe per week, it depends on the company. And it's multiplied for everything and you will pay like more than $30,000 a month. And you come to the company and tell them like, we deliver cheaper gas than local gas stations. You don't need to worry about your employers. They don't need to go to a gas station. They don't need to have a cart. Like they have, sometimes they have special carts with get special gas station. In this case, we just come to their parking when they need it, we have special schedule and we refill their vehicles. So the example here, why is it cheaper? So my uh, family of my co-founder ha- has gas stations and they sell cheapest gas, like cheapest gas in area so they have a gas station in burlingham right and uh, across the street there is a chevron gas station and they sell much cheaper than chevron but it is the same gas and most of people go to gas their gas station almost like i would say 90 percent of all drivers goes to gas station his family gas station because it's cheaper just because Sometimes you need, you can earn more money in this case, but in California it works even if you can say, I deliver five cents cheaper than local gas stations. So in our case, we cut supply chain. The idea is to get gas from the fuel storage, but between fuel storage, there is a, get, there is a company that delivers gas to gas station, and there is a gas station. So in our case, you're in a gas station. You don't need companies that deliver gas to gas station. You can take gas from the fuel storage. Got it. But exactly, if you want to get gas from the from the fuel storage, you need to have uh, amount of gallons daily. So you need to achieve, let's say, let's say, they requirements like three thousand or three thousand gallons per day, or seven thousand gallons per day. So before you can get from fuel storage you need to deliver like 7000 gallons per day and then you can take from them. So right now because we have partners gas stations, we take gas from our partners gas stations. And also you can you don't need to charge for delivery because usually companies charge for delivery. In our case, when we deliver to B2C, we charge 2.99 per delivery from a customer and we use the same model on B2B. So we don't charge from company for delivery to per month, right? Mm-hmm. We charge per vehicle. Got so it. if you have ten vehicles, we can twenty-nine point nine, right? 299 per vehicle, or you can make five. It's fifty dollars per vehicle. So it depends on the customer. But you can start actually you will not charge several months because they will they will like to start to work with you. And then after several months you will add this number, like five doors, and you will charge five doors per vehicle.
0: Right, understood. Yeah. So, actually, another question that I had, I made some background check on you, of course, and mm-hmm. I saw that you're a president of another company based in United Kingdom called ZapMap. Uh How how do investors look at this? So, don't they question this double work, I would say? It's the best map. Yeah. No, no, zapmap
1: zap no i don't i know there is a maybe in in uk we also start to work on electric chargers right now right and so we will sell electric chargers in uk with partnership of one of the biggest installation company in uk here so we develop electric charger smart electric charger and yeah we will sell it soon i would say maybe after three months and it- probably we will go to yes, and maybe we will sell it in yes. There are so many different different features in this smart charger. Like there are requirements from UK, and you need to to have smart charger. So smart, I mean, you need you can have you can charge your vehicle like only eight hours, or from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., or you can set up a time, like or you want to charge up to 80 percent. So you can. Use your application, your smartphone, and you can change everything you want. In US, there are no requirements for this, so in US you can sell a charger like for your smartphone. So it it, it doesn't need to be to be smart. But if we will come to US with this solution, probably we can sell in US as well. But US so market already closed. So many uh, companies sell electric chargers there. And so this market is is growing this, fast. This this electric,
0: yeah. uh, electric charger is part of
1: fuel time? We still think about about one company, but probably if it will sell in US, it's probably will be one company, but we will incorporate a new company in UK because we have partnership with another company here.
0: Got so, it. All right. Last question before we do, uh, I wanted to ask you what would be your advice to people who are listening to us right now from Europe who want to move to yes, what should they do? What's
1: the first step they should take? Uh it depends on their age because I think if you are young and if and you wanna go to Yes, you just need to move quickly. Because you can work a lot, you don't have anything, you can lose everything you have but you don't have almost anything, so <laughs> you don't have something to lose, right? So you can move to yes and you can start from zero, it's fine. But when you're uh, older, you have a car, maybe family, you have to be responsible for other people. When you are young, you don't need to be responsible for somebody else. And I think like even if you have plan A, you have to have plan B in almost 90% of situations and plan C in 50%. So let's say when I try to raise money, uh, i created like a strategy i needed to rise maybe for this several thousand dollars from angel investor and if i will not rise from angel investor or from somebody i would go to accelerator so when i got money from investor let's say and i got money from accelerator so plan a plan b worked for me but i also want to say if you have choice you you have to take both so i use it in my life like almost everywhere if i if i want if i need to choose something i will take both right so i will advise this one Go so ahead. yeah a that's, that's good a good strategy because that's a good advice yeah just move quickly yeah, b- because or... even even when you have a company you need to think why this company can die so you need to think <sighs> uh like what can you do right now before uh, something happened so you I use it in my life when I use it like in your business, like we use it almost everywhere. I try to figure out what can happen in the future that will stop or uh kill my business. Let's say something happened on the market because we have different price daily, and we need to calculate a lot of stuff there. So when we are trying to uh recreate the market, we can see analytics from like, several years before. And we can tell you, like, when we can earn much more money and when we will not have money. Just because of price on gas. Like, something happened. There was a situation uh, on fuel storage. They changed their pumps. And the gas price was up. So, in California, it's almost double more expensive than in New Jersey. (laughs) It was uh, super expensive. And in this time, we could play because we can offer much cheaper gas to people and, and more people can use our service. Because actually, we can have, like, there is a minimum markup model. So let's say, I will not tell you exact number, but let's say you need to earn, like, maybe 80 cents per gallon to be profitable. So if you earn, like, 70 cents per gallon, you're not profitable. If you earn 90 cents per gallon, you're profitable, right? You need to know, like, what is your pr- minimum price? And actually, our competitors in gas stations, they can earn much, They can sell much cheaper gas than they sell right now, but they make this markup because they want to earn more money. So, we we actually tried with our partners, and we changed the price like 20 cents per per gallon one time, <laughs> and it was it was ridiculous. Like almost everybody goes to these gas stations. It was like, oh my gosh, what's happened? Nobody used other gas stations because they knew that there is a cheaper gas right here. But other other gas stations sometimes call to gas stations and ask, "What do you do? Why gas is so cheaper than our gas station?" And we like we just be, just because we want more customers. So in our case, we want to sell as cheap as we can, and we can have more customers in this case. But we need to be careful to calculate everything. Got okay.
0: it. Yeah, this strategy works. So I have two final announcements and then we'll wrap it up. First of all, uh, our last speaker, Sophie Alcorn, launched her podcast called Immigration Law for Tech startups. So anyone who wants to move to the US from Europe or Russia or wherever, whatever country it is, check it out. It's Immigration Law for Tech startups. And also for those of you who are young students. And again, who want to move here to the US, our next speaker next week will tell you about raising funds as a student without giving any equity whatsoever. So raising money through grants. So uh, oh, yeah, watch after the package. updates of Fundraising Radio and uh, I'll keep everyone updated. All right. Thanks again, Anthony, for coming up, for sharing Thanks your so experiences, much. for sharing your story. That was great. I loved it and we should definitely look into creating uh, bank accounts outside of the US <laughs> because i'm <laughs> pretty right, sure keep... you can do this through mercury but i'll look at it we'll see yeah all right thanks all again right, and going. have a great day